We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conversations with... Dan and Jed. There you go. (laughs) So welcome, everybody. Um... Just as always, open up with a reminder, be sharing our videos, sending things out. Um, Today's another video, like always, that is based on a question that has come to us. Uh, It's a pretty big one to discuss, actually. So the person framed it pretty broadly, and we'll try to address as much as we can, maybe do a follow-up if we have to along the way. But the gist of it is... I thought we had free will, but then I read about predestination in the Bible. So what does the Bible teach about predestination? Very good. Well, to make it short and sweet, at least in the beginning, predestination is found in the unqualified promises of God. Mm. For example... So it means it's not something we have to do to get it. No, no. It's no. This is God's thing altogether. Okay. If you look at Genesis 12, when God was making this great promise to Abraham, and this mm-hmm. great promise sets the stage for the rest of the Bible, pretty much. Yeah. But Genesis 12, starting with 2 and reading 2 and 3, listen to these words. Okay. It says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, notice if if you're out there reading your Bible, notice how many times God just says, I will. Mm -hmm. I will make you a great nation. That's not maybe. That's not might. That's not if you do good things. Right. It's I will. And so the story of the Bible is how God made that come true. So when God says, I will, if you'll notice the last part of verse 3, in you all the nations of the earth or all the families of the earth Mm -hmm. will be blessed. Mm -hmm. So through the descendants of Abraham, God said, I will bless all nations. That, in a nutshell, is predestination. What this Mm. passage points out is God's plan for the future. Okay. Now, this plan did not determine directly the salvation of individual people. And that's where I think most people are going, where they think of predestination. They're thinking about my eternal home. Now, if this was God's plan, not the people who would choose to fit that plan... Okay. If you'll go to Genesis 25, this is, a, this is following the story of how God uh, fulfilled his unequivocal promises to Abraham. Genesis 25, I think mm-hmm. it's verse 23. Let's see. And the Lord said to her? 
Yeah, and this okay. is this is God saying to Rebekah, who was Isaac's wife. Right. All right. So the Lord says to her, The two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you shall be divided, and the one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. Now see, this is before Jacob and Esau were even born. Mm-hmm. And God already is telling how things are going to be. And yeah. he doesn't say if or whatever. He mm-hmm. just says this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. The older one, that's Esau, yep. will serve the younger one. Yeah. Now, Romans chapter 9 says this promise was mm-hmm. made before they were born and before either one of them had done anything good or evil. Okay. So that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Uh. Okay. So this didn't have anything to do with the rightness or wrongness of either of these boys. It was simply God's plan. It didn't have anything to do with the salvation of their souls. Okay. It was part of the plan of bringing Israel to be a great nation and eventually bringing Christ. Now, if you go over to Genesis 27, okay, and all of these passages have to do with um, predestination of God's plan. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if you'll go down to about verse 27, okay. you've got Jacob who's actually lying to his father. Right. And saying, I'm actually your son Esau. He's got mm-hmm. the goat hair all over him. And yep. he comes up to old blind Isaac and he's going to receive his blessing. Read there for us. Okay. So he says, he comes near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessing him saying, see the smell of my son is as the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brother and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Now, if you're out there following along, I want you to zero in on this verse. Mm -hmm. Because you see that old Jacob thinking he's got... Esau, when really, I mean, old Isaac, thinking he's got Esau when he's really got Jacob. He says, be Lord over your brothers. But if you go back to Genesis 25, before they were born, God said the older Mm -hmm. one is going to serve the younger one. So what God said is coming true in spite of everybody else. Yeah, Isaac's trying to keep the normal order going. And God says, no, it's going to be a different way. But if you look at the very last statement there in that Mm -hmm. blessing, which is really a prophecy, what is it? The cursed be everyone. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Does that ring any bells, O bearded one? A little bit. That goes back to Genesis 12 (laughs) when God said to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Mm -hmm. And whoever curses you will be cursed. So God said that the the descendant line would go through Jacob, not Esau. Mm-hmm. And he said, like he said to Abraham, this descendant line, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Mm-hmm. Whoever curses you, I will curse. So individual people along the way could choose whether they were going to bless Jacob and his descendants or curse them. Okay. But depending on that choice, mm-hmm. they themselves would be blessed or cursed. Now from the flip side of this, if you're looking at it, with the belief that God really does pick and choose every direction we go, they could look at this and go, despite Isaac's best efforts, God had already decided what was going to happen. And they would be correct as far as this plan goes. Ah. The plan of God for the salvation of man is predestined. Not a soul on earth could ever do anything to change it. God Mm -hmm. just used people to accomplish it. 
God did not, however, choose whether people would accept the plan or reject the plan. Mm. And depending on whether people accepted the plan or rejected the plan, they would either be blessed or cursed. But the plan was set in stone. See? Okay. And that's what people fail to see is that the plan is predestined. Mm. It's not individual people that are plan- that are predestined to go along with the plan or not go along with the plan. Okay. All right, so as we go through the scriptures, mm-hmm. let me show you an illustration of this purpose yeah. and how that it's often misinterpreted. In Romans chapter 9, okay. and I'll go to this one so I can see it better. <laughs> Romans chapter 9. Um, Paul is trying to explain this predestined plan of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to explain why um, that plan is still true, even if much of Israel uh, went against that plan. Yeah. Uh, go down to um, Romans 9, um, starting at verse 10, and we're going to read what we read in Genesis. Okay. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of his call, she was told the older will serve the younger as it is written. That's good enough. So not because of works. So they Mm -hmm. weren't even born. They hadn't done anything Mm -hmm. good or bad. Okay. He, He just said, the older will serve the younger. We studied about that in Genesis. Yep. But then read the next statement there. Okay. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Now, when you read that, that sounds bad. That sounds pretty mean. That sounds like God just arbitrarily hated Jacob, or hated Esau and loved Jacob. It seems to fit with the he picks and chooses. Yes. Who's... But it doesn't, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The, the quotation in verse 12 is from the book of Genesis before they were born. Mm-hmm. The quotation in verse 13 is from the book of Malachi centuries after they were dead. Ah. And it has to do with the choices that Esau's people made to turn against their neighbor Jacob. Mm. Okay, So it wasn't so, beforehand God saying, I'm going to love you and hate no, you. No, it was it's... after. Remember God said, whoever blesses you, I'll do what? I will bless. So if somebody decided to curse Jacob and go against Jacob, God would have no choice because of his promise to curse them. Right. Which is what he means in Malachi. In Malachi, the Babylonians had sent their armies against Israel or Judah. Right. And the Edomites, which were Esau's people, had said, yay, kill them all, and had actually helped the Babylonians fight against their brother Jacob. Right. So God said... That's, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Jacob, have I loved? Because this is my promise. So mm-hmm. Esau, have I hated. Why did he hate Esau? Because he cursed his brother Jacob. Okay. So it's not an example of God picking and choosing. It's simply a judgment based on their choices. It is a. Uh, it is an example of God choosing the plan, the way it's going to be. Sure. Whoever blesses you, I'll bless. But as an individual. The individuals chose the wrong thing, and so they got what they got. See, that's Malachi. Is that kind of why it follows up with verse 14? Is there injustice on God's part by no means? Right, because because Paul knows that these Jewish readers know that the promise was, whoever blesses you, I'll bless. Whoever curses you, I'll curse. So Esau got what he had coming. Hmm. Okay, so what he ends up saying in Romans 9 is it's God who sets the terms of forgiveness. Okay. The plan of God. Um, 
You remember in Genesis where he said it to Abraham and later to Jacob, in your seed, mm-hmm. in your descendants, all nations will be blessed. Right. Well, go to Galatians 3. Paul is explaining what that means. Galatians 3, verse 16. And he's, he's looking back at Genesis to explain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. Wait a minute now. So when God said, in your offspring, all the nations will be blessed, Paul says he was actually saying, in Christ, Mm. all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Okay. So... Everybody out there listening, God predetermined by his eternal unequivocal promise Mm -hmm. that those who are saved will be those who are in Christ. But he did not choose who would accept Christ and who would not accept Christ. So So maybe this is a good point to transition to. Where does that idea come from? Because, like I say, that's the most common thing when people hear predestined. They hear God picks and chooses Who's going to be saved and not saved, so to speak? Yes. Originally, the idea comes from St. Augustine in the 5th century and later from John Calvin and company in the 1500s. But there's another passage or two which, taken out of context, has led some people to think this. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was... One is Ephesians chapter 1. Okay. Starting in verse 3. And listen, listen carefully to what he says here. He says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. where is every spiritual blessing? It's in Christ Jesus. Right. Verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before mm-hmm. the foundation of the world. Now some people read that to say... He chose who would be in him. But that's not what it says. It says he chose us in him, in Christ, everybody in Christ. Mm. That they, who's they? Those that are in Christ should be holy and blameless before him in love. Mm -hmm. Verse 5, having predestined us, who's us? Those in Christ. Okay. Uh, unto adoption as sons through Jesus Christ unto Mm -hmm. himself. So who's going to be sons and daughters of God? Well, those in Christ. Hmm. Let me show you another passage that says that okay. in a different way. But it says exactly the same thing, same writer. Galatians three twenty six through 29. Okay. So three twenty six to 29 in Galatians says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. See, remember it said he predestined us to, mm-hmm. to adoption as sons. For as many of... Z- For as many of you as were baptized into Christ and have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, Uh heirs according to the promise. If you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's offspring. What does he mean by that right there? In your offspring, mm-hmm. all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So if you belong to Christ, you are that offspring, and you are heirs of that promise. That's mm. predestination. Okay. So how do we know if we chose to follow Christ or if God had already planned on us following Christ? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, 
As if there aren't books and books and yeah, books written. According to Scripture, well, the short answer is, according to Scripture, God predetermined the plan. Okay. And there are many other uh, passages which we can now get into if you want to, and I don't know how much battery we've got. But I was going to say, it may be a good spot to kind of leave people hanging and be like, we can talk individually in another video. Well, and we will do another video, but let me give them a couple of teasers, and then we can do a video on it. Fair enough. Um Going back to the book of Joshua, 24, verse 15, Joshua says to the people, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yeah. Will you serve the gods beyond the river or uh, the God of of creation? You know, Mm -hmm. as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So choose you. The people had a choice. Um, Ezekiel 18 is a great passage for you to read. Ezekiel 18.4, Behold, all souls belong to me, the soul of the Father like the soul of the Son, the soul that sins, it shall die. And then he tells about a father who was a good man, you know, and he did things good, and he chose good things, and he shall live. But he had a son, and he was rebellious, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. He made bad choices, and he will die. And and then it says at the end of uh, that passage in 18.20, Ezekiel 18.20, the soul that sins, it shall die. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon him. The wickedness of the wicked will be upon him. Mm. In other words, it's all about your choices. And then even people who had been doing wrong, he said, Why will you die, O house of Israel, at the end of the chapter? Turn yourselves and live. Choose to choose God and yeah. live. Okay. So maybe that will give you a teaser. This kind of sets up the idea that predestined is more big picture than individual. The plan is predestined. There we go. Not the individual people. Okay. And so maybe you can read some of those passages we just mentioned. And if you've got comments, send them in. And then we'll, we may hold off a little bit. It may be a week break between these. That way there can be some, if you've got passages in particular you'd like us to look at, that would be beneficial. Amen. Okay. So there we go. Thanks again for another great question. Like we say, this is a pretty deep one. Yep. Uh, but we love diving into this stuff with you, and hopefully it is But this is a huge question in the theological world. Oh, yeah. And makes a lot of difference with the way you view your Christianity. Very much so. Very much so. So thanks again for watching. Y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.